Get ready for truth and transparency from an ocean of liberal tears. Welcome to the Blue Shark Show with your host, Mike Lang. We have an update on Elections Administrator Michelle Carew. She turned in her resignation letter on October 8th, 2021 to the Hood County Commissioner Court and the Hood County County Clerk. And the Hood County News also did an article that the election administrator quits and quoted Michelle Carew in there on Friday afternoon, hours after she hand-delivered a copy of her resignation letter to Lang. Carew told the Hood County News, quote, I feel like in the end, I'm the one who's winning. I'm leaving on my own accord, and I wish the best for Hood County. So when you look up own accord in the dictionary, it's because somebody wants to do something on their own, and nobody's asked them to leave or force them to go. It's all on their own. So this title, after attempts to oust her, elections administrator quits by the Hood County News, is kind of off balance to what Michelle Carew even says. So today, here in the studio, we have Hood County Commissioner Dave Eagle from Precinct 4. It's good to have you here, Dave. Thanks, Mike. It's very good to be here. And I just want to point out that there was uh, a letter of resignation that was handed to the commissioner's court and the county judge on dated October the 8th. And her last sentence of that resignation letter states, As I transition into the private sector, you have my full commitment to see Hood County through the November 2nd election. So we do appreciate her for staying here uh, to get this November 2nd election out. But from all that I see is that she's leaving on her own accord in good terms. Right, and going into the private sector from what she says. Yes, absolutely. I will point out also that on the 8th, uh, I got we received a... um, a letter or an email from the uh, Democrat County Chair. And she basically blames us for harassing and bullying uh, Michelle when Michelle never said anything to that effect. She says she's going into the private sector. So I'm kind of confused as to the storyline out here. Well, the tagline for the Democrats, when they say bullying, they mean accountability. Uh, And that's what we do here is we, we make our elected and appointed officials accountable and the Democrats don't like it. The Democrats then turn around and say you're bullying them by holding them accountable for either following the law or doing what they're supposed to do. That's correct. And frankly, since Michelle has been in here, the only thing that I have strived to uh, accomplish with Michelle is that she follow the election code. That's really it. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Right. And we've gone back and forth, and there's been some commissioner courts. And please go see our, our previous videos and look at some of the videos that Michelle Carew has been in and look at the Secretary of State's office has come down to speak. Laura, Dr. Laura Presley's been here to speak. And there's definitely some issues at this level, but we bring this to you not just because of the resignation and that Michelle Carew is leaving, and we wish her the best. Uh, as a person, I'm sure Michelle's okay, but... This is a job application, and everybody's always, you you as a commissioner, Dave, you're an elected official, so you work for the people. So you're always being evaluated as an elected official. That's correct. And, uh, you know, the voters basically make their decision whether to hire or fire somebody. 
And uh, in, in the case with the elections administrator, it's an elections commission that makes the decision to hire and fire. It takes three of them to hire her or him, but it takes four of them to uh, discharge her. What makes this story more interesting, Commissioner Eagle, is after Michelle's resignation letter, she seemed to make the circuit of every liberal media outlet, not just the Hood County News, but the Texas Tribune ProPublica, which is very, very liberal, ended up doing a story on this very thing about Michelle Crew leaving. Well, she was ousted, but she left on her own accord. So this whole transition's iffy to begin with. But they did an article which spawned off CNN, CBSN, MSNBC, every single liberal media outlet, NPR. So you have to wonder, folks, if all these liberal media outlets that we see every day against the border, against Americans, with socialists, with Marxist issues, are behind Michelle Carew and behind Judge Massengale and behind Andy Ferguson, the tax assessor, there's something wrong in Hood County. That's right. And, um, you know, it's just going to remain to be seen how, how this plays out because Michelle will be leaving on November the 12th, according to her statement. And uh, we're going to be, I think that there's actually a notice out there to, to take applications for a new administrator. And I think that was one of the issues, too, is, you know, what's going to happen with that elections administrator position? And Jeremy Swartz with the Texas Tribune and ProPublica, um, he's supposed to be an investigative reporter that has a lot of kind of say-so, but no real facts, it seems, to back up his data. Well, I will tell you that Jeremy Schwartz did reach out to me via email and wanting to kind of hear uh, some information from me. And I basically sent him back an email and quoted the election code provisions that are at issue right now, that are still at issue right now, actually. Uh, I indicated to him that we are waiting on an attorney general opinion on the pre-numbered ballots, uh, which is 52.062 of the election code. And, of course, he calls it an obscure law in his article. There is still a pending request from an attorney general, for an attorney general opinion from Ken Paxton. Now, he may very well come along on the side uh, that we, we don't need to have the pre-numbered ballots. If that's the case, then, the, you know, then there's at least a legal opinion that's coming from somebody higher up than me, for instance. On the other hand, there is a trend of text for Texas to go back to pre-numbered ballots. The ES and S equipment, for instance, they're in about 140 counties. They have 116 counties that have the hybrid equipment that has the paper ballot. Out of those 116 counties, 70% of those counties have gone back to a pre-numbered ballot in their elections. Now, on the other hand, the hard equipment, there's only 30 of those systems that we have. There's only 30 in the state of Texas. So the trend, according to the heart of the S and S uh, representative, is that, for, at least for them, is that more and more counties are wanting to go back to the pre-numbered, sequentially numbered ballots in compliance with Texas Election Code 
From time to time, depending on the past Secretary of State's, they've taken things and told the elections administrators and the county clerks that, hey, we'll waive this, and you really don't have to follow this and that. Well, it's in the code, and yes, they do have to follow that. If not, then there needs to be a bill passed down in Austin, legislation done, to change these things. But see, they're afraid of that. They're afraid of that SB1 that's coming out. That's true, and uh, the thing about it is until... A statutory provision is repealed by the legislature, it's still there and it's still in effect. And what's happened in this case is that the Secretary of State's office has summarily decided to waive this provision at this point in time. And that's what the whole idea of the uh, AG opinion request is, is we need clarification for that. In Attorney General Ken Paxton, of course, conservative. He's been doing a lot on the border issues, uh, a lot with the abortion issue. So he's not a real friend of the Democrats at this point in time, which is great for the conservatives. So hopefully we'll get a ruling on that soon. Uh, Going back to SB1, uh, it seems that even Michelle is standing against what's done in the legislature. Uh, What the Republicans tried to do, and it was a vote, you know, on party lines, but what they're trying to do in, in the mantra is, Easier to vote, harder to cheat. Everybody, whether you're Democrat, Independent, Republican, whatever, that should be everybody's mantra. So when Michelle gets on there and starts talking about Trump and SB1 and the Texas legislature. How much influence do you think Trump is still wielding in the party uh, compared to last year? Personally, I feel like he has all the control. And what's really kind of shameful and hurtful for our voters is people just latch on and they believe everything they hear, all the misinformation, all of the lies. Last week, I attended a commissioner's, county commissioner's and county judge's conference uh, down in Austin. And uh, it just so happens that Keith Ingram, the head of the elections at the Secretary of State, actually did a module. And one of the things that's interesting to me is that he quoted as far as SB1 is concerned, that there's a there's a provision in SB1 right now that states voting systems will be required to use right-once media by September 2026. And Keith Ingram's quote on that is that if that law stays in effect, every county in the state of Texas will have to replace their voting equipment. So by 2026, right? By 2026. So when Hood County voted just a few months ago for new voting systems, I believe there was a couple, you being one of the commissioners, that said, hey, look, time out. Let's wait to see what happens in this legislative session so we don't buy something that we're going to have to adjust later. That's exactly right. And actually what happened was, I was kind of blindsided on the day that they voted that equipment in. Uh, I was under the impression we were going to do a couple of more workshops, and instead it was ramrodded through the first commissioner's court in February, and myself and another commissioner voted against voting that equipment for that hard equipment right now because I wanted personally to see what happened in the legislative session. And that would be uh, Commissioner Kevin Andrews in Precinct 1. That's correct. And then, of course, we had Jack Wilson, I believe, made the motion. And then uh, Ron and Ron, both Rons, voted, and, and we got the heart system. I move that we go forward and make the purchase 
of heart. In my recollection of what happened is the ESNS representative said there's there's plenty of machines that if something breaks down, you guys will be covered for a couple of years. He actually told us, represented to me, that the, we could continue with their current equipment that we've had for 15 years for at least three to five years, which would have bought us enough time to make sure that the equipment that we end up with throughout the state will be relevant and legal as far as uh, the current trend to go back to pre-numbered ballots. So when we're talking about sequentially numbered ballots, I'm hearing different figures that Michelle Carew had been giving out that it's so costly to the citizens that people don't want to do it. Correct. And she has actually has told other jurisdictions like the school board of the city council that uh, if you want to go to a pre-numbered ballot, it may cost you twenty dollars $25,000 extra. And, of course, that would be certainly a concern if that was the case, but that's not the case. And uh, I will point out that when we were looking at this equipment and they voted on it between ES and S and Hart InterCivic, uh, that Michelle Carew forbade, forbade the two representatives of each company to contact me. Now, I'm a county commissioner, and I'm responsible for voting on contracts. So she basically obscured them from coming to me. But I come to find out that the cost for pre-numbered ballots from ES&S, for instance, is 18 cents a ballot. I've found out now that Michelle has resigned that the cost for a uh, heart intercivic ballot, blank, is 18 cents. A pre-numbered ballot is 21 cents. And she's out there now saying that, but she's got to order three times the amount of ballots uh, to do an election, which is absolutely not true. So we have some misinformation from Michelle Crew coming out on how much each ballot will cost uh, each entity, whether you're the school board, the city, the county, wherever it may be, which isn't the fact. So cost shouldn't be um, astronomical so that we can have a fair election. That's true. And, and it's interesting that I actually chatted with Keith Ingram when I was down there last week, and he pointed out to me that it, the ballots were going to be a dollar apiece more to use pre-numbered. And I said, no, they're not, Mr. Ingram. They're 17, 18 cents a piece. But I told him, I said, that's a policy decision for each entity to make. But but in reality, the cost differential here to run, for instance, the primary, in my opinion, is going to be maybe $1,800, maybe more to use pre-numbered ballots. And I think the citizens will go for that as far as having a fair and balanced election to have an audit trail um, you get this Keith Ingram, uh, Michelle Carew, all these associations talking about how much it will cost to scare the taxing entities away from doing it. That's got to tell you something right there. It's very disconcerting that we are being almost blitzed with misinformation about what we should be able to do with pre-numbered ballots. They do not want that to happen. Well, thank you for clearing that misconception up about the cost of the individual ballots. I appreciate you fighting up there, Dave. I really do. I appreciate Kevin up there. Um, And you're looking out for the taxpayer. And that's what we need more of. But getting back to the voting and the voting systems, we could have waited on that. And we should have waited. And that would have been something better for the taxpayer. It would have absolutely been better now that we've got a finished SB1. 
And so what's what's going to happen here is the legislature is either going to have to go back in here and do walk around what they've already legislated and backtrack, or we're going to be looking at buying either supplementation or different equipment. Everybody in the state, when we and here in Hood County could have just waited a few months to see how the legislature came through. But once again, just like you know, kids, you got to have it right now. You know, the elections administration that have been set up in the state of Texas is basically taking something that used to belong to the county clerk uh, in conjunction or in cohorts with the county tax assessor collector. Uh, That was handled by both parties, and uh, who are both elected positions, by the way. And the elections administration concept came in in the wake of the, basically, Texas going Republican back in the late 70s, early 80s. And so now we have an unelected bureaucrat uh, who has taken over the elections administration. And I think there's questions to be asked of that. And there is. And that's why you see somebody like uh, the reporter from ProPublica, Jeremy Schwartz, who says he's an investigative reporter, but yet we don't have any numbers from him. He talks about it, but we have no numbers. How many counties out of 254 here in Texas have elections administrators and how many don't? And then you'll hear him say things like, this seems to be a movement for smaller rural conservative counties to go after their elections administrator. And once again, that's accountability. You know, definitely some concern that what happened in Hood County could replicate in other parts of of the state. And we're already seeing some of the same arguments that were used against her popping up in some other um, smaller rural counties. It's not going after somebody. It's making sure they're doing their job. But that's where this whole story from ProPublica, uh, Texas Trib, is written. And then we start getting into CNN, you know, Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow. And folks, when you're on those shows and you're backed up with Michelle Carew, Judge Massengale, Andy Ferguson, the tax assessor, where do you think their, quote, loyalties lie? You know, are, are they Democrat? Are they with that party? Um, do they want fair and balanced elections? Those are questions that need to be asked. Well, and I, I will point out that if you go look at the Texas Tribune article that Jeremy Swartz penned, at the very end of it, he says, and they are this is their mantra, that the Texas Tribune is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. Well, if you look, if you dig a little deeper, you're going to see that they disclose that Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, is one of their major contributors, and he cites within his article. a a guy named David Becker, who is the executive director of the Center for Election Innovation Research, that basically uh, uh, Zuckerberg's outfit donated $50 million to them to get them off the ground two or three years ago. So follow the money. Exactly. And you bring up Zuckerberg, and we had a show on the Zuckerberg money that was coming in, private money, to these counties and the county elections administrators and the county clerks, if, if they didn't have an election administrator, was giving large sums of money. And this was going to be used for ballot, you know, ballot harvesting type things, you know, mail out ballots. And, you know, that's kind of one of the big problems we found is they mail out more ballots than you have actual voters. 
So this Zuckerberg money that you talk about, that was part of this whole thing here in the commissioner court. They started off with a $250 million donation to be used across the United States. And then today they were just given an, an additional $100 million. So they have $350 million to use across the United States. And of course, Michelle Carew was for it. And you weren't for it. And some of the same names, the Ron Massengales, the Ron Cottons, they're all for accepting this money. But when you do that, there's strings attached. Well, there's always strings attached, and it's one of the arguments that I, you know, constantly have to make. You've got to question a pundit, a media pundit that's taken so much money from Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg's, uh, his one of his outfits. you got to at least question that. So here you have a reporter, Jeremy Schwartz. He pens this article. And he did contact you. He contacted the county clerk and I believe the judge and everybody. He even contacted Blue Shark. And what Jeremy Schwartz did was sort of reported about Texas, didn't give the data, and then goes off to Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, and switches the straw man argument up to, of course, the states in the north and the northeast where they're battleground states. We've got anecdotal evidence of really dramatic numbers of departures in states like Pennsylvania, um, Michigan, Ohio. And it's the reporting from Jeremy Schwartz that gets picked up by Don Lemon, CNN. It gets picked up by Rachel Maddow. It gets picked up by NPR and, of course, the Hood County News. And they all run with reporting from a liberal reporting to another liberal, reporting to a socialist, reporting to another socialist, and it keeps making it intertwined within that circle. And it appears to me, I listened to a national propaganda radio uh, Monday evening, uh, NPR, and uh, they basically just, they're all dovetailing now off of Jeremy Schwartz's uh, article from the Texas Tribune. And so they're not even doing their own research. And what it says to me is that they don't care. They don't care, probably, but I think it's the narrative they all want to push. And if you listen to Rachel Maddow, Don Lemon, uh, NPR, Jeremy Schwartz, it's all anti-Trump. They can't get Trump out of their heads. And it's the Trump loyalists. It's the Trump party. A lot of the folks at the state level who are pushing for these bizarre, you know, Trumpy investigations or fake audits of the 2020 results or pushing for changes to voting laws because there was something so wrong with the 2020 voting. And really, Trump did more for America in four years than has been done in a long time. That's correct. And, and it's interesting as well that Jeremy Schwartz, um, he quotes uh, Jeremy Suri, who's a professor down at UT. And uh, he actually wrote a book about how Donald Trump uh, indicates the fall of American, the American presidency. So they are obsessed over Donald Trump's presidency in a, in a negative way. And, you know, Donald Trump isn't president at this time. So, you know, we keep getting all the anti-Trump still because uh, they don't want him to come back. As we go into the Rachel Maddow interview... She states in there, once again, getting this from Jeremy Schwartz, that the November 2020 elections went off without a hitch here in Hood County. Correct. And in fact, 
when it came time for the presidential election in November of last year, November 2020, things went off absolutely without a hitch in Hood County. And that's exactly right. And you know what? It wasn't Michelle Carew who handled the election in November 2020 here in Hood County. It was the ES&S representative, Chris Moody. And that is because Michelle Carew knew nothing about the DRE equipment that we had at that moment in time. And the ES&S representative had to come in here and spend a week and a half helping Michelle run the election. So it went off without a hitch because of the ES&S representative, yet Michelle got all the accolades when, in fact, it probably should have gone to the ES&S representative. That's correct, and, and no one here has ever really complained about how the 2020 election, November election in Hood County. And for Rachel Maddow, uh, I don't know if you watched the show, but thank you for mentioning our popular show here uh, in Hood County. You may call it right wing, but it's just a conservative Republican, follow the Republican Party platform planks that seems to light the Democrat, liberal, socialist hair on fire here in Hood County and across the state. And thank you for broadening our reach. We really appreciate it. Including those produced by a popular local far-right Facebook and YouTube show. That show's founder is Mike Lang. Listening to Jeremy Schwartz and listening to Don Lemon tonight on CNN, he had a question and he posed it to Michelle. Your job is to be an independent elections administrator. And then he goes on and says, but you say that when you emphasize to some officials that you are nonpartisan, they actually told you nonpartisan means Democrat. And Carew went on to say that's correct. They talk about the nonpartisan election administrator. I mean, by all accounts, Hood County made a really good choice when they picked somebody to come in and be the sort of technocrat, the nonpartisan official who would administer their elections. And, and I have something to say about the nonpartisan word or phrase. Uh, you're going to find mostly Democrats using that phrase in a conservative area. And I will note to you that the Texas Tribune writer, Jeremy Schwartz, uses the nomenclature nonpartisan when he speaks of the elections administrator. You're going to see Rachel Maddow uses the term nonpartisan. You, know, you might expect Hood County and its you know, non-controversial experience, professional, nonpartisan election administrator. You're going to see the Democrat County chair here in Hood County use the term nonpartisan. So I find it interesting that all the Democrats in a conservative county like Hood County call that position nonpartisan. The interpretation of that in this county means Democrat. And as we go back, I do want to leave the viewers with something that has been kind of going on in the background through her social media after we had some of the commissioner courts and some of the commission meetings. She had posted something on her Facebook, and she said, quote, For those of you who have turned your backs on me, and then she spelled out the word, F and the word you. So that's what a lot of people have been dealing with behind the scenes. Michelle Carew resigned as election administrator. She said on her own, on her own accord. And, you know, good luck, Michelle, in the private sector. Hood County is going to have to hire another person. The commissioner court, the commission's going to have to get together to see what they would like to do. 
So, folks, when you get a chance, please ask your Hood County Judge, Ron Massengale, your County Commissioner, Ron Cotton, your County Commissioner, Jack Wilson, and your County Tax Assessor, Andy Ferguson, where they stand. Are they going to stand on the socialistic side of all the socialistic media? Notice that they didn't bring up OAN or Newsmax or anything like that. It's all on the far, far left. So me personally, I don't want this creeping into Hood County. And I need to know where my elected officials stand. And if they're not for easier to vote, harder to cheat, then maybe it's time for somebody else to step up to run. Shark Show out.